listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy, Australia's number one weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies, here to bring an independent voice to truckies right around Australia. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au and Queensland Rail, committed to educating drivers to know their vehicle height and to plan their trip ahead to avoid low-lying bridges. Go to www.qr.com.au. G'day and welcome back. It's episode 112 and this week we're bringing you the lovely Outback trucker Danielle Hay who joins Mike to talk about the amazing Outback venture she's building with a family and a host of other interesting stuff. Our music guest is an old friend Tom Curtin who returns with his new single and news of the epic tour he's just rolled onto the road. We've got all the latest from the newsroom and later on in something to talk about, Mike admits he was wrong. Hang on, what? Surely not. Anyway, there's more great music from Tom Curtin and Sarah Stora to wind up the show. It's time to get it on, so... Let's get this show on the road! Yes, get on with it! G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> Across the nation, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, australiantruckradio.com.au. Danielle Hay. Outback trucker, outback farmer, picture bottle when she was younger. How are you, Danielle? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Wonderful, mate. I'll tell you what, been a little while since I spoke to you, but I've discovered that there's more than one string to your bow, Cobber. Yes, um, I have my finger in many, many holes <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Gee, I know. Let's not go there. Um, I saw a picture of you on a motorbike. Were you, were you a photographic model at some stage? What was the story with that? Yeah, back in the day before I got comfortable and married, I used to do a bit of modelling and promotional work there for, yeah, multiple different things back in the day. But yeah, gosh, that was like before two kids and a husband and a heap of baggage in between. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bit of a wild child. Yes, no, definitely lived my life to the fullest when I was younger too. Oh, wow. I don't know. I reckon you'd have been a handful. I reckon you'd still be a handful. Anyone that goes from nursing to driving a bloody road train has got to be a bit of a handful, I reckon. Yes, I keep everyone on their toes, I've been told. I say it as it is and just going to keep being authentic, really. That's right. So how's life out near Alice Springs, mate? How are the kids? How's the old man? How's everything going out there? Yeah, no, everything's going great. We've been so busy with a multiple amount of different things happening. But yeah, life's quite bliss at the moment. You've gone for a bit of a drive over to Mount Isa and we're having the chat finally we were going to have a couple of weeks ago we couldn't make happen because of our various locations. What are you doing in Mount Isa, mate? Just having a bit of a visit, a bit of R&R? No, just here to pick up our gubby She's back from holidays and, yeah, she's back for the rest of the year to finish off the year with us. So we thought we'd have a bit of downtime while we're here and try and do some swimming and some movies and stuff in between. I heard you were looking for another governess for next year. Is that right? Is that still right? Yes, yeah, looking for our 2023 teacher for the kids. Right. Both of them are at school next year. So, yeah, it's going to be a a big year for them as well and for our new governesses as well. So have you got anyone in mind or are you still looking? I have had a a lot of potential applicants send through their um, resumes and that, Mm. and I'm trying to fine pick through it at the moment. But I think the hardest struggle is because we don't live a normal life and, you know, we're either on the road or we're at home at the station. It's a bit hard for people to adjust to. So it's just a matter of finding the right fit for us and our family. I can imagine it could be a bit of a trial, but I think it's one of those things that you'd want to take a little bit of time over too. You really want the right person because obviously the kids are going to develop a bit of an attachment there and it's a tough role, I would think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Our governesses have become like family to us over the years, every single one of them that we've had. So they are a big valued part of our family and our life. So we definitely want to make sure we get the right one and the right fit for the kids and for all of us. Outback Truckers is done and dusted by the look of it, but Outback Farm, mate, what happened there? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's unfortunate that at this stage, nothing looks like it's going ahead for Outback Truckers. But yeah, we've been approached by Prospero Productions late last year 
to start our own production of Outback Farm. Mm. So, yeah, we've been filming behind scenes and everything for the past, you know, oh, God, I don't know, since the beginning of the year. So, yeah, yeah it's all been hush-hush until recently. Well, we're not allowed to expose too much yet, but, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be an awesome show. So, was it just following you guys through the journey of getting sorted out? I know you've been doing a lot of work. The place needed some work, I believe, when you when you went out there. So it's just following you through that journey, is it? Yeah, that's pretty much just the life of the Hags and developing this station and making it into what we are dreaming of, really, mm. and just the hurdles and everything that we have to overcome to make our dreams come true. How's Anthony going along with it all? Is he getting into it or is he sort of just keeping a low profile and just <laughs> nose to the grindstone? Yeah, as everybody has always kind of known, Anthony and I are total pole opposites. Yeah. So he definitely isn't in the limelight. Like, he doesn't even have any type of social media or anything like that. But, yeah, he's enjoying it because it's showing what, like, a real outback of family and the struggles and, and the life that you have to do and get to to provide for your family. Yeah. I think that's why he does like this show because it's not made up, it's not scripted, it's pretty much just us living our day-to-day life and all the struggles that we have trying to get ahead, really. I remember the very first time I tried to contact you, I was given a phone number and it turned out to be Anthony's phone. (laughs) I rang up, (laughs) expected to talk to you, and he says, oh, no, you don't want to talk to me, you want to talk to her, and he hung up on me. <laughs> he's so not a um well he's not a very talkative person as it is but he does definitely look good on camera that's for sure oh well I, i'm not going to be the judge of that <laughs> i thought you looked pretty good on camera and in some of the pictures as well but <laughs> that's just my opinion what am i to say i believe if you look good then you feel great yeah so that's definitely my motto yeah i saw your mum sitting up in the passenger seat of the big mac too did she she looked like she was enjoying herself yeah, my mum um, come and spent a couple of weeks with us out. This is the first time in the whole seven, eight years that we've owned Marunjai that she's been out bush with us. So mm-hmm. it was a big experience for her to actually see it firsthand. Like yeah. we talk to her every day, but for her to be in the outback in, and living in the shipping containers and driving in the Mac with her daughter that she's never seen drive a truck before, it was an experience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> was it a good experience though? Did she enjoy herself? Yeah, no, I think she did. She definitely did enjoy herself. She definitely was an eye-opener. Like, even though she knows the struggles and everything that we've been through over the years, she definitely gave her a real-life experience, really. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's a different world out there. I remember I used to cart a bit of mining gear up into the Cooper Basin and that I loved being out there in the quiet and away for everything. I used to love to get up and you know, lie on top of the load at night time and just look up at the stars and just enjoy that piece of quiet. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was one thing that she did comment on is the amount of stars that you can see out here and then the beautiful sunrises and sunsets is just, yeah, yeah. exquisite. I'll tell you what, if I get out there again, uh, if I ever have the opportunity to get out there again, and I'm planning to, to just do some camping out in the middle of nowhere and just enjoy the outback, enjoy Australia, or what I consider to be Australia anyway, I'm just going to have to make sure I take a telescope with me because, it, you know, it's just fantastic when you know, Rose and I were running across to Perth from Sydney every week. I used to always stop out on the airstrip out there near the WA border and I used to walk around, kick the tyres and turn the truck off and just enjoy the serenity. I'm sure you get that, don't you? Absolutely. Just the peace and quiet and the fresh air. Like I noticed that going from there to the cities and that you just appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So the farm, Athel. It's called Athel Outback Hideaway, Outback Farm. So Athel stands for Anthony and my name put together. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Athel Outback Hideaway. What's going on out there? So you're going to have guest spaces and camping and you're going to do some tours and things. Have you got any notable sites nearby to go and visit? What are you doing? Yes, eventually, once we're finished, it's going to be the ultimate Australian Outback experience. We're looking to offer farm stays to include glamping, to tents, to caravans, to different accommodation facilities. We've got a full decked out house and a few different dongers. There's going to be all different sorts of accommodation that we'll be offering. There's multiple things. I can't disclose too much yet. But yeah, there's going to be encounters with animals and different crop tours and 
just different things happening all the time, especially in the peak seasons and, and including those sunrises and sunsets and Segway tours and bird tours. And yeah, there's going to be a lot happening. Yeah. Are you going to have a pool? Yes, we've got one. You've got one. <laughs> Yes, and we've got a lot of green grass too, so it's beautiful. It's like an oasis in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I can think of nothing better than sort of just kicking back in the pool with a frosty cold beer, you know? Yes, yeah. Just enjoying that. I I reckon that would be worth it just for that. Yeah, no, we can experience the whole station and, and farm life and, yeah, there's going to be different opportunities. But, yeah, we're just in the process of developing the communal kitchen and barbecue and lounge area and all that too, so... Mm. Yeah, it's all happening. It's go, go, go. Every time we go home, we go away drilling for a month and then we're home for a month renovating or doing hay or carting hay or... Just doing something. It's not one thing, it's another. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll just kick off for a minute and we'll hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back with Danielle Hay. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. We're back with Danielle Hay at the Outback Hideaway. When are you going to start taking visitors out there? I'm not sure exactly yet. I don't want to be a bit Hmm. premature, but I'm hoping to be April next year. All right, yeah. That definitely does give us a lot to do over the wet, really. So, yeah, Anthony's been completely busy with all the hay side of things, and that's like our peak season for our hay. So, yeah, hopefully we can squeeze in a bit of more renovating and moving things around. So when it comes to the Hall of Fame induction time next year, there should be a space out there I can park before we'll drive for a night or so and throw the bloody swag out? Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping I get to get there next year too. I only missed it by a couple of days this year. Yeah. No, you got a plan for it, mate. Yes. It's one of those events. Yeah, I'm glad I went to it. I really am. I've heard that. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. It was. I got to stand in the, I mean, you're a Mac lover, so you probably can't appreciate this. <laughs> But I got to stand in the Kenworth Pavilion all on my own and all the furniture was gone. They hadn't set it up for the dinner that Saturday night yet. So it was just me and the trucks and I felt like I was in the hall with the gods. Yeah, I do appreciate a good Kenworth. Oh, I'll tell you what, and there are a few good Kenworths in that room, let me tell you too. There's all the, you know, the number ones of all the Legend series that they've done and a couple of really just great trucks. What a hell of a place, and I'm just so happy that it's going to keep going. It's going ahead in leaps and bounds, and it's just not that far from you either. No, it's only about 190 k's from us, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to attending that next year. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing you there, mate. Yeah, finally meeting in person. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things. I'll be expecting a hug, by the way, you know. Absolutely. That's how I greet everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. All right, so you've got some other things on the go as well. You've got the Adventure All-Stars thing going on for Ray's Education. What's going on with that one, mate? Yeah, so I've taken on again a episode with Adventure All-Stars and Charity TV Global where I've been raising funds for Ray's Education, which I'm really passionate about because not only is she helping rural families and rural children to improve education across Australia, mm. she's helped my children through the past two years with just facilities that we lack in the Northern Territory and the Outback. She's stepped up the mark and taken up that space. And yeah, I've got a lot of appreciation for Kylie Jones and Ray's education. So I wanted to try and do my bit to help her out. Yeah, so far we've raised $12,000 for her, so that campaign will keep going for another couple of months, so hopefully I can get it right up there for her. Yeah, so how can people contribute there? If you just head to my Facebook page, I've got a link there at the top that says how you can donate to the funds. 
and yeah, just get on board and spread the word about raise education, really. Right. So what are the sort of things they get involved in and actually do? She individualizes learning support. So, you know, she caters for all different levels of, you know, we lack a lot of literacy and numeracy things out here. So she's kind of like our angel out here. Hmm. Yeah. And does she have any other affiliations or is this something that she does on her own? She pretty much does it all on her own. She's one amazing woman. It's a charity, so she doesn't have any financial support. She doesn't ask for money off any of the parents. It's like something that she wants to be able to provide to families for free Yeah. and uh, families that need it here in the Outback. Yeah, it sounds like a great thing because isolation and uh, you know the school of the air and, and all those sort of things, it's a weird tapestry of life out there, I suppose. City folk find it hard to understand how far away things are and the tyranny of distance and all that sort of stuff. And it's just nice to be able to have some of these resources to give people a hand, isn't it? No, absolutely. She did recently win the Agri Futures Australia Rural Women's Award for the Northern Territory too. So yeah. her work is definitely starting to get recognised. And yeah, I can personally say myself that I've seen a massive improvement with my kids just from the programs that they've done with her. I saw some photos there of the Raise Education Rural Women's Award Gala that you were talking about at Parliament House. There's a lot of very, very happy-looking kids in those pictures. Yes, it was definitely one of the most inspiring nights that I've ever attended in my life with all the amazing women out there that are doing great things for our country and for rural families and people. It was just, oh, we were in tears, like, on and off all night. It was just really heartwarming. So... Is that it or are you just, is there more or <laughs> you don't seem to stop? You like the bloody Energizer bunny. Yeah, no, I, I do like to keep myself busy. I don't think I'd know what to do with myself if I had spare time, but hopefully over the wet we'll get some downtime and get to relax a little bit more and enjoy, you know, life as a family on the farm because we haven't really had any time there where we've been able to stop. So, yeah. Oh, well, good luck in the search for the governess and, Good luck with the whole Outback Farm project. And, mate, I just wish you well. You're doing a few great things out there. And we were saying before, the haters are going to hate. You can't let that get to you. You've just got to keep going, mate. And I think you're doing a fantastic thing for your family and even the image of trucking in general. I think you know, you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks so much, mate. That means the world. We definitely try to keep, to keep to be authentic and just be ourselves. And, yeah, whether you like us or not, you know, just get in there and actually get to know us first and see what we're all about because we're actually pretty amazing humans that would help anybody in any situation. Like the other day, a couple of backpackers were held up there, ran out of fuel across the Barclay, and my mum sitting next to me, she, it was just me and her in the car, and she said, you cannot stop Yeah. after the Peter Falconio story that she watched uh -huh. a couple of nights before. And I said, there is no way I'm driving past and leaving them there in the middle of nowhere. And I wheeled back around and she just, oh my God, she was scared, but she was right in the end because she knew, <laughs> she knew that that was the right thing to do. But we definitely are willing to help out others in any way we can, whenever we can. You're living in a great part of the world, mate. I sort of envy I was stuck in the traffic on the M7 in Sydney the other day, and I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather be anywhere but here. But <laughs> tell you what, one of the places I really love to be is back out there around Alice. It's great out there. Yeah, no, it's beautiful country. All right. Well, look, I'm going to let you go, mate, because I've taken up too much of your time. Thanks for getting back to me, and I'm sorry we missed each other before. It's just one of those things that happen when I'm on the road, and so are you. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's great to catch up. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And look, any time you know my phone number, don't be a stranger, all right? Yeah, no, we'll definitely keep in touch along the way when we're about to launch this Outback Farm anyway. Yeah, well, as I say, save me a spot where I can throw the swag out on the ground with Rosemont. We'll be out there in the pool and have a beer. It'll be worth doing. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was Danielle Haig, former Outback Truckers star and now Athel Outback Farm. You've got to take a hat off to them. They've got a pretty big life going on out there. There are a lot of people that will be quite happy to be out there with them too, let me tell you. It's a great part of the world to be in. I'm looking forward to getting out there for a visit when I get the opportunity. Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcasts every week on the Australian Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there. And in the meantime, take care of you.
Copy there, Andy. Gotcha go. Better throw out those anchors, buddy. The traffic's at a standstill up here. I reckon some clown's got himself stuck under the Dunlop Terrace Railway Bridge again. Again? Maybe he was delivering a bridge and ran out of diesel. Yeah, no, it's no joke, really. According to Queensland Rail, there's been 65 bridge strikes and around 280 of those protection beams hit on the Queensland Rail network in the last financial year. With the fines around 11 and a half grand, you'd think drivers would make a point of knowing the height of their truck. The fines are one thing. More to the point, these people are risking their lives and putting others in danger. Yeah, roger that. Maybe Queensland Rail should do some kind of educational advertising to warn drivers about the danger of brute strikes. They are, mate. Why do you think we're recording this? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're smart people at Queensland Rail. Yeah, good looking too, just like us. <laughs> this safety message is brought to you by Queensland Rail as a reminder to us all that size matters. Know your trucking height. We spoke with Aussie muso Tom Curtin a while back and with the release of a new single and a new album on the way, along with a hectic touring schedule, we thought it was time we had a catch up with him to talk about his new music and his hugely successful Catherine Outback Experience show. Now Tom's Catherine Outback Experience was awarded Best Tourist Attraction in Australia in 2021 and Best Tourist Attraction in the Northern Territory for the past three years in a row. He's won two Golden Guitar Awards, along with too many other Australian Country Music Awards to mention in this brief intro. We've managed to catch up with Tom, who is quite literally on the road right now, kicking off his current tour. He's got 70 performances coming up right round the country. His shows include dog and horse training, as well as all his great music, all rolled into a three-hour family-friendly experience, with a strong focus on audience participation, so it's well worth getting along to see him if you can when he's in your area. Tom doesn't just perform country music, he lives and breathes it. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the show, Mr. Tom Curtin. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. G'day Tom, you're literally out on the road right now, so thank you for pulling over to join us for a chat. That's alright Andy, thanks for having us on mate. Well, it's good to catch up again. It's been a little while since we've spoken. A lot of water under the bridge and a lot of things going on at your end. You've just kicked off your summer tour with more than 70 shows coming up for you across the country. That's a marathon effort. Yeah, yeah. My wife slays me pretty hard, I reckon, out here. <laughs> it's a lot of good fun, though. We're sort of based in Catherine for six months of the year during the dry season, so it is good to get out. We're still working, taking the show on the road, but you get a few days off here and there to see the sights. Yeah. So a chance to get out and stretch your legs. So you've just kicked off. It was a show, I think, in Catherine, wasn't it, this week? And now you're headed where? Yeah, that's right. We started on Friday night, Catherine. We launched this new album there and then shot up to Darwin, did a show there. And now we're um, at Daly Waters, about probably six hours south of Darwin. Right. And we're heading across the Barclay towards, I think, Charters Towers this Friday and then Townsville Saturday night. Yeah, okay. You'd know that area pretty much like the back of your hand, I expect. <laughs> yeah. The last couple of years, we've headed west into WA because of COVID. Mm. Yeah, so it's been a couple of years since I've been back over here, so it's really good to see the country a bit greener at this stage. Yeah, for sure. Now, can you describe for people what they could expect to see if they come to one of your shows? Yeah, well, basically, for the last sort of 20 years, I've sort of just trained and broken pretty wild horses up here in the territories. Pretty wild, unhandled horses, and I've got to try to catch them and quiet them down. And so there's a lot of psychology used in there to get the confidence and respect out of the horse. I'll bet, yeah. Yeah, so in Catherine, we give an actual demo on that, but on the road, it's a bit trickier. We still use a few young horses, and we talk all about the psychology and how we get them to build more of a bond with us and more confidence that they want to hang around with us to become a more respectable and quiet horse. Sure. But then we also train a lot of working dogs as well. So a lot of people give us dogs they don't like or get along with. Okay. And we train them up, build up their confidence, and then we sell them to farmers all around the country to work sheep or cattle. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so the actual show then, we do an hour outback show combining a lot of kids and people come in and help me train these dogs um, to jump on drums and we have a bit of a race. I get these horses to run around and lie down and it's not all to plan. Sometimes it goes a bit pear-shaped, but people can still see we're training the animals as we go. Yeah. And I, yeah, I try to ride a horse around playing a guitar and a few other things and we jump up and do a concert as well. So it's about a three-hour show all up. 
That's huge. That's really huge. Yeah. Now, you're also an official ambassador for Dolly's Dream. What does that entail? How did you get involved with that? Yeah, well, so we know the family really well up here, the Everett family. So a few years ago, their daughter, little Dolly, she was only 14 years old and she took her own life after a bout of online bullying. Yeah. I was away at the time and I thought I'd better help out. So she wrote the words, speak if your voice shakes. And so I thought, man, we should write a song about that to help raise awareness. So we wrote a song. I got a good mate, Sarah Stura, to come in and help sing on the track for us. Right. And we put it out there to a lot of schools. And we try to raise awareness about bullying, online bullying. Even when we tour, we drop into a lot of schools and talk about that, sing a few songs to the kids. In the show, we get all the kids out of the crowd to come and help sing up the Speak Up song with us. Yeah. You know, we've got blue shirts with Dolly's Dream on them. So I think we've raised about 35000 so far for Dolly's Dream. $10 every shirt goes to them. So, oh, brilliant. yeah, it's just our way of helping out, really. Yeah. I just thought, you know, we write a song, but I didn't realize the impact or how many of families have been affected by bullying. Yeah. People have lost kids, and it's pretty awful out there. And we've only realized it since traveling around and meeting people. So we thought, heck, we should just keep going and, yeah, raise awareness as we can. Yeah. We'll have to try and dig out that song and play it because we spoke with Sarah a couple of weeks ago, lovely lady. So we'll see if we can dig that out and play it on the show. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Mm. Now, you have a new album called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's great to get it out there. Yeah. What treats do you have in store for us with the album? Well, yeah, there's a few serious ballads. I love hearing people's stories, you know, and as we travel, I've always got my ear to the ground too. Yeah pick up stories and you know I love putting them into songs so the rest of the country can hear them so there's a fair few stories on there about characters I've met and their experiences there's a few funny ones on there <laughs> I'm a cheeky one about a tractor I grew up on a farm and John Deere tractors and things like that and also a new one about a donkey okay yeah I heard a story on a cattle station about how a pet donkey went into the house while they were away and got his head caught in a flower drum because <laughs> his ears went over in the pantry and couldn't see where he was going and flour went everywhere all through the house and oh, no. came out yeah later on and he got the bucket off but late at night they were coming in and saw this white donkey ghost on the veranda that scared the heck out of me hell be no donkey yeah 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 so it's always you know there's a few different songs in there we have a big contrast and it seems to be connecting out there which is great brilliant now we're going to play your new single heaven on earth shortly but before we do what's the background of that song yeah, I suppose on the road here, we tour for about six months. So I'm in the horse truck pulling the caravan and my wife Annabelle is in the car pulling the music trailer. And we've got a couple of kids now and I was just reminiscing on the last tour how grateful I am that I met Annabelle a few years back down in WA over the summer. Mm. I was hitchhiking and her old man picked me up at the time and took me back to the farm and I met Annabelle that night. And so wow. she started stalking me pretty bad, I reckon. And um, <laughs> we kept in touch for about 12 months and eventually convinced her to come to Catherine and help me with the outback shows in Catherine and then eventually got married on the back lawn there. And now we're traveling a lot, you know, with two little kids and horses and dogs and music gear and it's pretty hectic we have our ups and downs don't we all but it's just amazing you know to you know have it all and i thought man well it seems like heaven on earth to me so this is how this song came about oh fantastic it almost sounds like an episode from farmer wants a wife there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i reckon it is i reckon it could well be for our listeners who may have just joined us fairly recently if you go back and have a listen to episode 92 of the podcast you can hear our previous chat with tom and hear the great song he had out back then called why we live out here in the meantime, Tom, where can people find all your show dates coming up? Yeah, if people would like to jump on my website, it's just Tom Curtin, spelt like a window curtain, .com.au. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all our dates should be there. There'll be more being added, especially around towards South Australia. I think that's around in March, April at this stage. We can sign CDs and send them out to people. We're doing a lot of that at the moment because of the new CD out. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say a massive thanks for all the support out there. It's been tremendous. As if 70-odd performances aren't enough, you've got to keep adding them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does work me pretty hard, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great to catch up with Tom Curtin again. Sadly, Tom, I guess we'd better let you go and get your show rolling again, but we really appreciate the opportunity of grabbing a few minutes with you. Thanks for that. Thanks for checking in, Andy. Really appreciate it, mate. And thanks for all the support out there. Well, I'm sure we'll catch up with you further down the track again. But in the meantime, can we get you to introduce your new single for us, please? Yeah, no worries. Well, this is a song that I was reminiscing about life on the road, traveling around with Annabelle. We've got two little kids now. 
Harry's three and little Lottie, my daughter's one. So they're a bit full on. And I just thought how grateful I am that we're still paddling in the same direction up the same river. We have our ups and downs like any couples, but most of the time I just feel like it's heaven on earth. So this one goes out to you guys. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. All the best. Good on you, Andy. Thanks for having us on. Through the door, talking to your mom and dad, feeling so unsure, leaving home. You said our goodbyes, drove on out of there, headed for a new life. I had that old guitar and busted cowboy boots. You had the passion, said we're gonna make it through, talking about our plans. everyone this is tom curtin and you're listening to on the road with mike and andy something to talk about is brought to you by only trucks and credit one buying your next truck has never been so easy go to onlytrucks.com.au Hey, welcome to something to talk about. I need to make an admission. And that would be that I'm not always right. I know, shocking, right? It's a great shock to me when I discover that I might not have got something right. Certainly it comes as a great shock to others when they discover that they are in fact not right. But here's the thing. I had a bit to say about Kitco and them reaping what they sow. And I genuinely believe that to be true. There are a number of companies out there who haven't done the right thing by their drivers, and now they can't get any. 
It's not a surprise. It's not rocket science. I had some guys ring me up who used to work for Kitco, and they all said, oh, what a fantastic company they work for. And my first question then was, well, why didn't you work for them anymore? Often the answer was the money or the lifestyle. Now, therein lies the proof of what I've been saying. But we all want different things when we go to work for different employers. There are guys out there that are happy being used and abused. They want to live their life like a whip dog. That's entirely up to them. I don't see it that way. This podcast is not about me telling you what to think. Please don't get the idea that that's what I want out of this, because it's definitely not. I want people to think. I want people to discuss. I want people to have their opinion and share it, and that's what it's all about. And I love it when someone rings me up or sends me a message and and doesn't agree with me because it makes me really then think about what it is that I do think about something. And it gives me the opportunity to change my position on something if I discover that I in fact need to. And I have in the past. People call it flip-flopping or doing a U-turn on something. I don't. I call it re-evaluating the facts that you now know and aligning your position accordingly. And I don't see that as a bad thing. There needs to be a little bit more of it, I think. There are some guys out there that represent some of the organisations that sort of stick their finger in the air, see which way the wind's blowing, and that's the way they go. I don't think that there's room for that. If you've got your position and you believe that you're right, and the facts as you understand them show you that you're right, then stick to your guns. Hold your position, argue your case. But argue your case with facts, not emotions. There are plenty of guys out there, particularly in social media land, that are more than willing to argue the point with you based on emotion. I'm not interested in emotion. I don't care how you feel about something. I care what you know about it and what you've got to say about it and what the facts are. That's the reality. We can only deal in facts. We can only solve the problems. Now, the other thing that I wanted to quickly talk about is that we've now got this money for our rest areas and things like that. And There's been a lot of negativity about that. The reality is that people are concerned that the money's just going to be wasted. It's going to be spent on consultants and all that sort of thing. That's not what I understand at all. I want to get Glenn Stirl back on the show and we'll have a bit of a chat about how this money's going to be spent. Of course, the driver's panel's yet to be named. The chair of the committee that's going to look into this is yet to be named. I'll be surprised if it's not Glenn Stirl, but that doesn't make it so. I've put my hand up for it, so have several other drivers put their hand up to be on this committee. Whether we are when it goes ahead or not is another matter. If I am, I'll give it my time. If I'm not, I'll commentate from the side. That's my role. That's what I'll do. That's something to talk about, something to think about. You know my number, 0418722488. It'll get me or Mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Anything you like. If you want to present it yourself, that's fine. If you don't, you want me to do it, that's fine. If you just want to tell me I'm wrong, give me a call or an email. Let me know. Take care out there. Keep it safe. We'll see you on the road. Copy there, Andy. Yeah, got you go. You've got to love that big brekkie at the roadhouse. Oh, you're not wrong. It's a great feed. Hey, was that Davo's truck that came in spluttering and coughing like an old tractor? Yeah, mate, I think it's about time we upgraded the old girl. Yeah, roger that. Though it's a bit of a nightmare shopping for a new rig. Doesn't have to be, mate. Found this place called Only Trucks. An online one-stop shop for buying and selling trucks. All the best makes and models. It's associated with Credit One. Organise the finance for you. You can deal with the sellers direct through the website. Cut out the middleman. Save time and money. Sounds like the way to go. Where do I find them? Too easy, mate. Go to onlytrucks.com.au and it's all laid out there for you. You should send Dave a text and tell him to go to Only Trucks and get a new rig. Might just buy you a beer or three. Dave, he wouldn't shout if he was bit by a shark, mate. <laughs> Upgrading your truck has never been so easy. Go to onlytrucks.com.au. Number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them never better. We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, G'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. 
Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. This is Adam Gibson from NTI, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy. On the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. G'day, Mike. You're sitting looking at a hole at the moment. I am, mate. I got here and I've been diligent and I've driven and I've done the trucky thing and I'm looking at the entrance to where I'm going to do the delivery, mate, and there's a hole. It's about eight feet wide and about eight feet deep and about 800 feet long. Hmm. Uh, they're putting a pipe in a trench across the entrance to where I'm going, so guess where I'm going? Oh, good. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> from where I come from, mate, that's a dry riverbed. Uh, I will tell you what, there's nothing dry down here. Mm. I'm up at Swan Hill on the Murray River at the moment, mate. There is water everywhere here. Mm. Unbelievable. Even the rain that falls, mate, might fill the dams or the waterways. Yep. What can I say? Indeed. Well, mate, we've got our budget all happened. Have we? Yeah. Yeah, we have, haven't we? We have. I'm going to talk about that. Which is always terribly exciting. And with it over and done with for another year, I... I didn't go into it too deeply, but I've, I finally discovered the answer to the age-old question of how many politicians it takes to change a light bulb. Oh, good God, really? Have you ever wondered about that? There's a lot of things I wonder about politicians, mate. I'm not sure it'll be about light bulbs, but anyway, enlighten me. <laughs> well, to change a light bulb, it takes one treasurer to announce it in the budget and promote it to the public. Right. It takes one assistant minister to write the bill and promote it to the Senate. Right. It takes one senator to make a majority to approve the bill. Mm. It takes one minister for trade to secure the zoning rights once the bill has been passed. <laughs> it takes one minister for finance to allocate the necessary funds from the budget. Mm. And it takes one minister for employment to hire the labour required utilising the approved funding from the budget. Right. And finally, it takes one prime minister to call a press conference and make the most of the photo opportunity as he videoed actually screwing the light bulb into the door handle. <laughs> Probably need to think on that one for a while. Anyway. No, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Mm. You can get a mental picture of him doing that too, can't you? It's, it's, oh, I, look, I've, I've tried hard not to be critical. I really have. <laughs> Good. We'll leave it there. Meanwhile, back at the news, he's been quiet for a while, but the member for Kennedy, Bob Catter, has reacted to a current National Transport Commission industry discussion paper that proposes a road user charge increase as high as nine cents per litre, saying it could spell disaster for truck companies, fruit and veggie growers and consumers. Yeah, brother Bob's out there. He's uh, banging the drum and pressing the flesh. As you say, he's been quiet for a while. We haven't heard heard Bob for a while. Hmm. I see the picture of him there wearing his trademark hat and vest. Mm-hmm. What amuses me more than anything else about this particular story, you know, hmm. he's talking about you know, the several thousand farmers and all the prices going up, and he, he says here that the price of transport's more than doubled. Wow. I've got to tell you, mate, hmm. I don't know anyone that's doubled their price. I really don't. Hmm. In fact, I don't know anyone that's even got a CPI increase. Yep. So I don't know where Bob's getting his numbers from. I don't want to have a go at Bob because I've got a bit of a soft spot for Bob. Sometimes he says some things that I think. Not very often, but sometimes he does. Yeah. Well, do you reckon that's what it is when he says it's doubled? He's talking indirectly. He's talking about it's doubled in the costs to carry the freight, not necessarily in what's being charged for it. Well, I might get too. Mm. I, I mean, I haven't had the conversation with Bob. I don't know if I'd get a word in edgeways. Be worth a try. It'd be worth a try. We'll see. Hmm. What they're talking about, though, like over recent years, the estimates of how much the road user charges, everything's changed. Mm. Everything keeps changing. Mm. And they're talking about increasing consolidated revenue from an increase in the road user charge. Yep. Now, I really do struggle with the road user charge. I struggle with a lot of these things. And as we've said earlier, we did have a road tax, which we had a blockade about, and a road user charge is just a road tax by any other name. We pay God knows how many taxes... I mean, I've started to think lately, so I'm talking about us personally, we pay our you know, pay-as-you-go tax. Hmm. 
We pay sales taxes, we pay GSTs, we pay fuel excises, we pay GST on fuel excises. Tax, 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 tax. I honestly think that we will spend our lives working for 10 cents in the dollar. Mm. I really do. Mm. We're just indentured servants and slaves. Pretty much. Or am I just getting too old and cynical? No, I don't think so, mate. When you look into it that deeply, it's pretty much the way it is. Well, you know, and he's talking about nine cents per litre increase in Hawks reckons it's just wrong. They talk about insurance and AdBlue and mm. everything's going up. There's a lot going on in transport right now. The expenses are going up, but the rates aren't going up. And as I've said, it's always been about the rates. You can't do all the other good things if you're not getting the right rates. Mm. I'll get off this hobby horse, mate. I'm done with it for the moment. A 58-year-old woman has been sentenced in the Adelaide District Court for stealing $1.2 million from a trucking company and a further 90000 from a hotel. I'll tell you what, she's done a good job, hasn't she, really? Hasn't she? Well, we all remember Rick Cobby Transport. They were a name that we're about and they were liquidated in 2018, so it's a while ago now. Mm. This bird's finally had it come up and it's in the court. Mm. So Amanda Marie Dyer, 58, sentenced in the Adelaide District Court to seven years and nine months with a five-year non-parole period for $1.2 million. It's not a bad earn, really, is it? Mm. Five years at the governor's pleasure for $1.2 million, it's 200000 a year. She'll have to make a lot of number plates to make that money back up, <laughs> won't she? <laughs> The National Road Transport Association, or NATROAD as we know it, has called for Austroads to bring heavy vehicle driver licensing to a national competency-based system in Australia. Welcome to the party, Warren. Yes. I reckon we should have some theme music for Warren, you know. <laughs> should we have? Last time I did that for someone, we got in trouble, so... <laughs> i got to be careful. He's saying that at present, licence progression based on time served in a lower licence class isn't practical. Mm. We've known this for years, Warren. Yes. He waits to see which way the wind's going to blow, mm. and then he jumps on. Mm. I mean, if you go back and you have a look at what Nat Road have had to say about various things over the years, you can find positions where they've been 180 degrees different to where they are today. Yeah. Perhaps we need to put up a no U-turn sign in his office. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Yeah. No flip-flopping. <laughs> yeah. Back when you could pick a driver up on a street corner out the front of the milk bar because he had nothing to do, mm. Nat Road didn't have much to say about it. But now there's a perceived shortage and you can't get experienced drivers and you can't recruit drivers, you can't retain drivers, etc., etc. Warren's saying we need to train more quickly. We need to change the rules and change more quickly. Mm. The NTC have been working on changing the licence rules and reviewing the licensing situation since 2011. Mm. Remember, we had the conversation the other week and we talked about it and the series. Well, this is all to do with the series. Mm. By the way, submissions are open on the statement, the series statement, until October 28. You've got a little bit of time left, a few days left to go and do it. If you're going to do it, do it now. We need to understand that there are more ways to skin a cat than just one. And the worst part about this is I think that we really should have some competency-based training. And this is what Warren's suggesting. Thanks, welcome to the party, Warren. Mm. But the thing of it is, is it's got to be competency-based training for everyone. You can't just go and sign people off and give them licences. And, you know, there's been a plethora of articles, lots of different people writing about lots of different aspects of licensing over the last several months. And they're all coming to realise that the people that we're bringing into the country aren't as well-trained as we'd like to think they are. Mm. They don't deserve to hold the licence of the class they hold. We're changing the licensing system and we're having the review of the review of the review at the moment. And I'm willing to bet there'll be another review before we do anything. Probably. No one wants to touch this. Mm. And none of the state transport ministers are on the same page. Mm. There are different rules in Western Australia. There are in South Australia. There are in New South Wales. Mm. The worst part about it is you get a license in New South Wales, go to West Australia, and as long as I've got an address over there, I can transfer it across, and the West Australian rules don't affect you. Mm. If you're prepared to spend a little bit of money and manipulate the system, what license would you like, Andy? Yeah. Let's just see what happens, but Warren might be right about this. It'll be about the second time he's been right this year. So, Mike, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. To get to the cocaine, apparently. Oh, of course. Of course. A truck hauling frozen chickens was pulled over on the Hume Highway where it was found to be carrying 120 kilograms of cocaine, and that's just the beginning of the story, mate. Mate, this is one of these things, isn't it? I mean, is this a random check or is this something that's just happened? I don't know. Hmm? But they found more. There's another 50 kilos found at Tanley. They've executed warrants in Windsor, South Bank, Keysborough. 
They've arrested a bloke from Windsor, a 42-year-old. Does he ever make any difference how old he is? Mm. Could be 24, it really wouldn't matter. They've seized a lot of evidence allegedly linking the syndicate to the distribution of almost half a tonne of methamphetamine and coke. That'd be a hell of a party, that would be. Well, it really explains the rise in popularity of Sunday roasts again, doesn't it? <laughs> let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> Nothing to be sneezed at. Oh, dear, mate. Mm. These guys are going to face a maximum penalty of life imprisonment. I don't know. Two people arrested are apparently involved in organised crime. Do you think? Mm. <laughs> Just a stab in the dark, that one. <laughs> oh, they're brilliant, aren't they? This is Victoria Police Acting Commander Paul O'Halloran. Mm. It's not only about the drugs, it's the money being brought into these syndicates to help facilitate a myriad of other serious and violent offending. Yep. Time and time again, we see the impact illicit drugs have at all levels, whether it's assaults, burglaries, drug driving, right through to the health impact. Mm. I've yet to see a drug addict, and I've seen a few, mm. worry about the health impact of snorting some coke or shooting some heroin or something. One of the things they don't think about the health impact. No. Oh, dear, oh dear. More interested in where their next chicken's coming from. That's right. Did anyone... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. KFC are too big. They might sue us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsorship would be nice. It would be. Mm. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Alongside their uh, fellow law enforcement partners, Victoria Police are going to continue to make it as difficult as possible for these syndicates to bring harm to Victoria. Good on them. I don't know. I'm fairly sure that oh, I really shouldn't start, should I? No, probably not. Just wait for the knock on the door, mate. Investigations in this criminal syndicate are going to remain ongoing. They're going to conduct inquiries, and they may just knock on the door. Yep. Lock up your chickens. I think the chicken truck's incidental to the whole story, actually. <laughs> I think so. I'd love to know whose truck it was. Yeah. I don't name them. Probably a good thing. Probably. Well, that's about all I've got, mate. You got anything else for us? Well, there's a lot of interesting stuff on bigrigs.com.au at the moment. There are a couple of things that are of interest to guys like me. There are 60 defect notices issued to trucks on a DG vehicle blitz in Sydney. Mm-hmm. That's a bit interesting if you're into DGs because the fines are absolutely eye-watering. Yep. There's been $50 million allocated to fix potholes just in regional New South Wales. That's like a lifetime job for someone. Pretty much, yeah. I reckon it's 460,000 potholes. I would have thought that rather than count the bloody things, you should just freaking fill them in. Yeah. Now, we know that the budget was released this week, and we know that the uh, announcement of that $80 million for the rest area funding, on top of all the other funding that's been announced out there, I'm hearing and seeing a bit of stuff on social media, which I find probably a little bit disturbing. It's a little bit negative. People are saying, oh, well, it'll all go on consultants and all that sort of stuff. I'm here to tell you that I don't think it will all go on consultants. Mm. The money that we were promised has been announced. We've been told that it's going to be drivers and owner-drivers, etc. on the committee. I've got every reason to believe that that's what's going to happen. Mm. I'm getting a bit sick of the cynical comments on social media. Sometimes people think that things should happen in five seconds flat. The reality is that things don't happen in five seconds flat. Give it another week. If I can't report something to you within a week, I'm going to start screaming. How's that? Sounds fair. Well, far be it from anyone else to be cynical, mate. They should know by now that's your job. That's my job. That's right. We'll have a demarcation dispute. I'll send the boys round. <laughs> In a fast car. <laughs> All right, bud. Can we do a breaking news bit? Yep, yep. Oh, here we go. I did a quick update on the uh, bigrigs.com.au webpage. Yep. And there's a headline come up. It's at the top of the heap right now. Truckies to have their say on the $80 million budget spend on rest areas. Right. Written by old mate James Graham, editor at Big Rigs. And obviously he's had a bit of a chat with Rod Hannafy. Truckies safety advocate Rod Hannafy has put his hand up to be on the industry-led committee tasked with spending the $80 million confirmed for rest areas in last night's federal budget. I cannot think of anyone I would rather have on that committee than Rod. Well, he shouldn't have to put his hand up, mate. It's a no-brainer. He should have been first pick. You'd think, but I mean, Rod is responsible for one of the best bang for its buck rest area thing with the Green Reflector program. Green Reflectors, yeah. The exact details have not been released. We're still waiting for the rollout, but Hannafy said it's vital for working truckies They're closely involved where the money will go. This sentiment has been shared by a Labor Senator, Glenn Stirl. Mm. Drivers must be involved. It'll be out in the next Big Rigs on November 4, or you can go to the bigrigs.com.au webpage and check it out right now. Read all about it. There's a lovely picture of Rod there with his bald head. We're about the same, Rod and I, you know. We've got heads on us like robbers' dogs. He's about half of you, though. <laughs> He's only a little fellow. He's only a little fellow. He's built more like me than you. Yeah. Mm. Right, oh, there you go. Thought for the week, mate. Please, hit me. Keeping with our budget theme, a dollar saved is worth $2 earned 
After taxes, of course. <laughs> Might be a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Oh, I love your work, mate. Thank you very much for your help and everything that you do on the show. Onward and upward. Onward and upward. All right, mate. You take it easy. I will. Well, I'm going to go and have a lie down now. I'm waiting for a hole to be filled in. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> See ya. See ya, buddy. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Hello, I'm Quid, and I'll listen to On the Road on the Australian Big Rig Roadshow. Earlier in the show, our music guest Tom Curtin made mention of the song he wrote and recorded with the lovely Sarah Storer in support of Dolly's Dream. To ease us on out from this week's show, here they are with Speak Up. She was sitting on the bus On the way to school They were making fun of her Life can be so cruel She was staring out the window Wishing she was home Someone spoke up and said Hey, leave her alone on well, he was feeling down and right out of luck. He'd done his best and told that he wasn't good enough. He was going nowhere, way beyond the blue, till a mate cheered him up somehow and he pulled him through. You gotta speak up, even if your voice shakes You gotta stand up Even if your world breaks Be there for one another We're all in this together You gotta speak up Even if your voice shakes She was breaking inside Where hurts a heart to mend Sitting by herself She needed a friend And when someone came on over They talked for a while A light flicked on her eyes Lit up and she raised a smile You gotta speak up Even if your voice shakes You gotta stand up Even if your world breaks Be there for Together, you gotta speak up, even if your voice shakes. Family and friends, you gotta hug a little tighter. You can make a difference, make the world a little brighter. Speak up, even if your voice shakes. Stand up, even if your world breaks. You gotta speak. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. And Queensland Rail, committed to educating drivers to know their vehicle height and to plan their trip ahead to avoid low-lying bridges. Go to www.qr.com.au. Be sure to join us again next week when our guest says... Sometimes things go pear-shaped. Mike says... I knew that was coming. And Andy says, I so get that. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech, and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions. That's right. You gotta speak up, even if your world's gonna break. You gotta speak